It's a strange one, this. I thought I remembered this as a child. And I thought I remembered this being a very taut thriller. It was called Hammersmith is Out. And I thought it was, from what I could remember, lots and lots of people telling each other Hammersmith is out. And Hammersmith not coming out of prison, I thought it was, until later in the film. And it being very taut and very expect, Like the kind of thing with um, Don Logan coming in, Sexy Beast. That's what I'm in the calamari. What are you having? That. But it's not like that. Because I put my friend, Alan, and my wife, lovely Debbie, through this film at the weekend. And um, it's not what I thought it was at all, really. The situation is that there are... Yes, this is the plot. Um, there's a a person in a mental institution called Hammersmith, and he preys on, I suppose, the unfocused ministrations of a um, of an orderly to get out of the facility he's in. Now, the orderly has been to a local bar and struck up a friendship, quite a physical friendship, with a waitress there. And that means that Hammersmith telling him, I can make your dreams come true and I can get you what you want and all of that, um, it sort of um, chimes with him. And that means that he does get Hammersmith out and he wants to have some, um, he wants to have a good time. They indeed actually do have a good time. All of a sudden, I must have fallen asleep, they've got millions of pounds they could buy um, companies and all of the high flyers in the world of business and all of that. Now it sounds like it might be a kind of, I suppose a, a sort of, a kind of movie where there's no moral centre and loads of things happen and there's no reason for them happening. Kind of a bit like an Altman movie, a bit like, or a bit like Catch-22, you know, where, yes, there is an overarching reason for it, it's the Vietnam War, but, um, not the Vietnam War though, is it? It's World War II. Yeah, it is. Anyway, you know, lots of things happen there and there's an overarching reason for it, but no one quite knows what's going on. I think that's what the film is looking for and what director Peter Ustinov yep Peter Ustinov directed this can't find any other film he's directed there might be a reason for that he's also in it as as the, the sort of I'm not quite sure whether he's a scientist whether he's a philanthropist whether he runs the mental institution I can't quite work out which it is and I suspect that no one else knows either so that's the kind of Things happen and they're funny. It's a, I suppose it's a Don Quixote type thing as well, you know, all of that. It's not very good. And there are reasons why it's not very good. Although when it came out, it had really good reviews. And I suspect one of the reasons why it did is because up top, you've got Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. Yes. They didn't do many movies together, I 
and this is one of them. Now, Elizabeth Taylor was cast first, and she was cast as Jimmy Jean Jackson, who's the, um, the waitress. So, not so cast a bit against type, really. The, um, the orderly, Billy Breedlove, Beau Bridges, and it does all right, really, in a sort of, as I say, very unfocused way. And, it, well, it's reported that Elizabeth Taylor wanted Robert Redford to play Hammersmith. Wouldn't be right for that at all. Mind you, neither is Richard Burton, more of that in a minute. But he didn't want to do it, or he pulled out, or he couldn't do it, or... So Richard Burton did it, and it is a big idea. Burton, Taylor. But the idea is that she's playing against type, and Richard Burton absolutely isn't playing against type, but he should have been. Apparently, one of the um, directions he was given was, if you're playing a a kind of um, psychologically damaged person, then one of the things you should do is never blink. And actually, he doesn't. (laughs) He doesn't um, blink at all. Um, He said in his diary, Richard Burton, in 1970, that it could be a nice, um, it could be fun to do. Because, you know, congenial was the word he used when describing Eustinoff. You know, um, could be a big commercial success, apparently. He thought it might be. It wasn't. Critics like it, but it wasn't a commercial success. I mean, they do all sorts of things. So, you know, they buy businesses, they um, they buy a, some kind of strip club, you know, or, or go-go dancing club. This is 1972, so that, all of that. Um, they, they go into high finance. <sighs> Yeah, there's not really much reason for it. And in the end, Eustonoff's chasing Hammersmith because he's such a dangerous character. doesn't seem dangerous. What he seems to be is someone who who is in high, high business. And I suppose you could say, I mean, you know, people talk about people who are CEOs of big companies... And the mentality of those people. So there is a comment to be made about that. But it doesn't seem as though he's killing... What he's not doing is... He's not... Is it... Are there people who he, who he leaves in his wake? Dead? I don't think there are. Yeah, he doesn't... I'm just thinking about it. He doesn't leave loads of people dead. He's not a serial killer or anything. He's... What he's doing is... Working in the minds of... Uh, Jimmy Jean and of... Um, of the orderly... Billy Breedlove, in the end, you know, I mean, Billy doesn't survive this situation. Um, Jimmy Jean Jackson does, and so does Hammersmith. I won't tell you how it ends, just in case you want to see it. But I doubt you do. The thing is that Eustinoff saw it as some kind of Faust situation, so which would put Hammersmith as a, a Mephistophelian character, giving Billy everything he wanted. I think Bedazzled is better than this, if you're looking at the Faust legend, really. Not the remake. Don't go for the remake. The Peter Cook and Dudley Moore original brilliance. Yeah, it's, um... It's not ideal, really. He also thought it offered a convenient structure for social comment. 
it, it doesn't. It, it just gives you loads of scenes that seem all connected, but that are supposed to be funny. It's a sort of comedy thriller. Those two things don't generally go together, do they? <laughs> you know, it's like... Yeah. And, and the reason why it doesn't really work is that Bo Bridges is having to do tons of work as a kind of kooky kind of character because Elizabeth Taylor's not doing an awful lot of work. I'm not quite sure she knows where to pitch it quite. Whether she's needy or vampy. Can't quite... And I don't think she's getting any help, really. But the main issue here is Richard Burton. So, you know, he's got lots and lots. He's supposed to be the focus of the comedy, which is hard in the first place because he's supposed to be psychologically damaged, isn't he? So it's difficult when you say, you know, it's like saying, um, I don't know, I'll I'll cast Bundy. I'll cast Ted Bundy as a comedy character. That's not really going to fly, is it? You know, yeah. Anyway, quite a lot of the scenes. Hammersmith has funny lines. So, for instance, there's a scene where they are round. They bought a big house. It's got a pool. Um, uh, Jimmy Jean Jackson. Jimmy Jean Jackson. Jenny Jean Jackson. Jimmy Jean Jackson. Yeah. Elizabeth Taylor wants to swim. They get into a bit of a spat her and um, Billy because Billy doesn't really want her anymore it seems he's lying on a lounger and then as light relief you cut to Hammersmith with two barbecues on the go I like to barbecue he says now he says it like that so really you've got the kind of um, the kind of Burton delivery which is quite downbeat and not very funny so you've got I like to barbecue. Well, I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not laughing out loud. I'm a little bit frightened by it. And there are lots of comments like lots of scenes like that. So he will make there are ostensibly comedy lines and ridiculous lines that could be comedy that he gives us in his rich, marvellous tone. It's like my dog's got no nose. How does it smell? Awful. Now, that's the joke, but I'm not laughing because of the way it's done and with kind of staring eyes as well. It's weird. And it's got nothing to do with Hammersmith coming out of prison and everybody saying, Hammersmith is out, Hammersmith is out. I mean, I'm only a kid, so I must have... It had an effect on me because it was a grown-up film. But, um... Never been released on DVD, this. And there's a reason for that. I don't think it's going to have a BFI remake. Let's put it that way. It's, um... It's not really all that good. And I think that people are very badly miscast. Bo Bridges is okay. He's cast okay. He's young. He's alright, you know. Eustonoff's doing a kind of... A sort of accent where... I mean, it's like he's Poirot, to be honest. And I don't like that. You know, it's, so it's... He's really unfocused. There is a scene with an orderly in which it looks like he's going to kill him. I don't, he, he doesn't. I don't know where it goes, really. It's not... There's no reason for the scenes. There's no reason for him to be in it. And actually, I wish he wasn't. And then you've got um, Elizabeth Taylor, who's sort of playing a flighty waitress. 
And her work is too weighty for that. Her work is too important for that, I think. And her delivery is too. And talking of delivery, there's no lightness of touch in what Richard Burton does. I mean, it's deadpan, but with the emphasis on the dead. And that doesn't work when you've got some gags, does it? It's frightening. It has no lightness of touch. And um, Hammersmith may be out, but this film won't be out on my TV again. Ta-ta. Thank you.